the Bandroom Podcast is proudly supported by Kaleidoscope Adventures. Kaleidoscope Adventures is a full-service student trip planner with more than 26 years of inspiring student travel. Dylan and I have had positive experiences on school music trips, so we both know how much these meaningful opportunities contribute to students' musical development and create lasting memories. Kaleidoscope Adventures specializes in organizing unique trips to over 40 student-friendly destinations. If you're planning a student trip, you can count on the Kaleidoscope Adventures professionals to collaborate with you to organize the perfect education or performance tour. When you're ready to plan your next adventure, visit KaleidoscopeAdventures.com. That's KaleidoscopeAdventures.com. another exciting bonus episode and thank you so much for your contributions to this fine podcast if i say so myself um we really greatly appreciate it uh this week we are joined by none other than composer extraordinaire nicole puno and 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 oh i i'm just getting so excited because we have no idea what she's going to say, but I think it's going to be good because, you know, we just had a conversation with her that was like none other. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it. Uh, it's going to be great. And um, she has lived a life. She has had experiences in every possible field that you can think of. I'm really just selling this now. So I'm going to stop. Oh, no. Here we go, Nicole. <laughs> All right. Well, this has nothing to do with music. Um. Oh, okay, great. Fine. Perfect. <laughs> Other than it, like this happened the year after I uh, left with my injury. So like it's kind of connected. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm out to <laughs> ice cream with a high school friend. And I'm lost in life at this point, trying to figure out what to do with myself. And it, we get ice cream. Like that's what you do. <laughs> that is what you do. And I have no idea how the conversation turned to we need to do something we've never done before. But it did. <laughs> and so I also need to add this before I forget. I'm fairly fit now. Like I could be fitter. But at this time, I weighed at least 50 pounds heavier than I am right now. Just to be clear about that, I didn't work out yet. So, because of the ice cream? And I liked ice cream. And I, yeah, I ate a lot of it. (laughs) And so, her idea was she had just found out about this trail called Ohio to Erie that goes across Ohio. It's a bike trail from the lowest point. So, like where Ohio connects to Kentucky, all the way up to Cleveland. She's like, we should bike it. And I said, yeah, yeah that's no. what we should do. <laughs> and so we, just to be clear, this is a 365-mile trail. Wait, or is it 330? <laughs> no, 325, no, something like that. It's a lot of miles. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. she's like, I've heard about people that do it in like four or five days. Like we can camp on our way and like do this. Mm-hmm. And so I go, Yeah. And what you need to understand is, at the time, the only bike I had was called Thunder. No. Because, 
<laughs> because I bought it. Well, my mom bought it when I was in eighth grade <laughs> at Mocker. Oh, wow. So it was like this fake mountain bike called Thunder. Right. And it was red <laughs> and yellow. It didn't have pom-poms, but oh. like that was the bike I had. Yeah, I bet you went real fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that's the bike I chose to do this on. And we went on a total of maybe three training rides that didn't go above 30 miles. <laughs> Yet somehow we thought mm-hmm. we could ride 60 to 80 miles each day to get across Ohio in four days. And and we had to have everything with us because no one was going to be with us. So we mm-hmm. got kitty litter yeah. buckets and attached them to each side <laughs> of our bike. <laughs> really innovative. Because right? we don't want to buy the we don't want to ride like, yeah. The, yeah. the real things. So we 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 got kitty litter <laughs> buckets to stick like our food in because we wanted to have all our food. And uh, <laughs> she bought this thing that we were going to use to cook food at the campsites. Like a little grill thing, and mm. yeah, mm-hmm. and we had a tent that we had attached to the bike. We had a tarp we had attached to the bike. So we're adding like I don't even know at least fifty pounds to each of our bike, and I already have a mountain bike, and like I'm gonna go across Ohio on this. And so without training, by the way, we never one time attached the kid litter buckets. Before the day, we drove to Cincinnati to do this. So so off we go. And now, a word from our sponsor. You know, Kate, I often think back to my time at Music Camp and how important that time was not only in my growth as a musician, but as a person. I feel the same way. My first time performing original music in front of a big audience was at a music camp, and many of the people I met at camp are still friends and colleagues of mine today. 2022 marks the 60th anniversary of the Interprovincial Music Camp. That's right, 60 years of being Canada's most comprehensive music camp. IMC offers specialized camps for all levels of band, orchestra, choir, musical theater, rock, jazz, and songwriting. Students can learn from faculty that include members of major symphony orchestras, Juno and Grammy Award winners, touring musicians, and music educators. Also, new this year is IMC's Beginning Band Camp, open to campers ages 9 to 14. Located at the beautiful Camp Manitou on Manitowabing Lake, located in the heart of Muskoka Perry Sound region of Ontario, Canada, IMC facilities are second to none. With fully equipped cabins, outstanding meals with one of the chefs dedicated to preparing meals for those with specific dietary needs. IMC is unique in that it is centered around music, but also offers a true camp experience, including traditional activities such as swimming, sailing, water skiing, beach volleyball, and much more, as well as evening programs for the campers each night after the faculty concert. IMC provides young musicians with comprehensive and exceptional musical training with faculty members who are some of Canada's finest performers and educators. 
some of which include past bandroom guest, conductor, clinician, and educator Colin Clark, Dr. Colleen Richardson from Western University, Dominic Desotel, Principal Clarinet of the Canadian Opera Company, Sarah Jeffrey, Principal Oboe of the Toronto Symphony, and Vanessa Freilich, Associate Principal Trombone of the Toronto Symphony. They all bring a wealth of teaching experience and performing skills and are passionate about sharing their love of music with young musicians. Don't miss the opportunity to grow, be inspired, have fun, and make memories that will last a lifetime. Stay connected by following them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at imc.ca. That's imc.ca. To learn more about how you or someone you know can celebrate 60 years of the Interprovincial Music Camp, visit campimc.ca. That's campimc.ca. young females into the land of the unknown and so we're riding on on the first day and it is hard it's like <laughs> really hard and what what day was i'm trying to remember every a lot happened and i don't remember it all and that's probably for the best um but our first you've suppressed our, it yes our first stop for the night we went i think it was 60 miles and we had never done that is, but we made it. We made it that first day, and we made it to the campsite that we were going to stay at. And I, I was expecting like other people to be there camping. There were mm. horses and an open field, Ooh. and that's it. Okay. So it's really creepy, is my point. Wow. So we get we get the tent yeah. out. <laughs> There's no bathrooms open. This is not an open campsite. I don't know how she found it, uh. but. We are going to tent here because there's nothing else we can do. So we get the camp or our tent up finally. That was an event. We need to charge our phones because that's all we have. And so we're walking around just looking for any outlet. And there was this outlet that was like disconnected from the wall. You can see like the wires. And we're like, well, if we die, it's a good time. So it worked. (laughs) Luckily, we didn't die, uh, obviously. And... Yeah, the horses were like all night, and I remember going to bed that night in our little sleeping bags that we got to. We had sleeping bags on our bikes, and she goes, "What time do you want to leave in the morning?" And I just go, "As soon as possible." <laughs> I'm like, "This is the night we're gonna be killed. Like, that's what's gonna right. happen." Yeah. But we didn't. Yeah. Amazingly, um, okay. we got up the okay. next day to tell the tale and went, and then we had this horrific storm come through right as we were getting on this really wooded trail. And I'm talking tornado kind of storm. So we're on this trail and it's getting really bad. And I'm like, Carrie, like we got to get out of here. Like this is, she's like, what? This is the best place to be. There's all these trees. I'm like, no, it's the worst (laughs) place to be with lightning. We got to get out of here. And so we're just riding as fast as we can. And, I'm just looking for any exit out of this trail. And the on our right is a highway and on our left is nothing. And so there's like this little grass, like someone walked it. I'm like, we're going on this trail and we're going to cross the highway and we're going to go to the other side where the houses are. That's what we're going to do. And so we, we crossed the highway <laughs> with all your stuff. And it's like all oh, there were mobile homes. And so I was like, we got to knock on one of these homes. Like it's getting really bad. So we knocked on one of the homes. 
Oops. No one answered. So we just stayed on the porch <laughs> and we put a tarp oh, over our head <laughs> while and we just waited for the storm. So like, and then I broke in. And then, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, yeah. And then it finally passed and we were so behind for the day because we had to get to our next campsite. And so we crossed the highway again and get back on the trail. And now all these trees are down oh, right. on the trail. And first, my first comment was, see, that's why we had to get off the trail. <laughs> But there was one really bad one and like we couldn't go around it. And I'm just like, what do we do? Like we have to get to our next campsite. It's going to get dark. And she got scared. And I'm like, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to jump the tree. And what you're, you're going to swim. And so on this side, on the, on the right side where the tree fell, like it's just a cliff down to like a river. So far enough that you would get severely mm-hmm. injured if you fell. So I climbed over the tree, but we couldn't get our bikes over it because it was too big of a tree. And so I'm like, you're going to swing the bike around to me, <laughs> around the cliff. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to grab, I'm going to grab the handlebars, right? And that's how we're going to do this. And she was so scared. I'm like, we don't have a choice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's getting dark. And so I, I climbed over the tree and she swung the thing around to me and like the like butt end of the bikes like would fall down the cliff, but I would hold the <laughs> handlebar and drag it to the other side. And so I did that with both it of worked? the bikes and then she You didn't lose over. anything? We didn't lose anything. Wow. Okay. We, we bungee corded the we bungee we bungee corded it well. Of course you did. Very well. <laughs> and I think she had to like throw a couple things over the tree too that were you know, yeah. flight risks. Yeah. So, and then she climbed over the tree and we went, we went on our way and it's just a miracle that we, oh we gosh. actually finished this you thing. Did, what? You did, I was going to ask, you did, did the whole not. thing. I'm sorry, but I did not see that coming. And now a word from our sponsor. It seems like almost every episode we talk about the importance of community. Often maybe our guests bring it up to why they became interested in band. Community is a big part of why many of us do what we do. Absolutely, and that's why I love our new partnership with the Canadian Band Association, to share an opportunity for you to be part of a national community of band directors, musicians, and educators. And becoming a member is easy. By joining your provincial band chapter, you automatically become a member of the Canadian Band Association. No matter if you're in British Columbia, Newfoundland and Labrador, or anywhere in between, there is a band association for you. Yes, even my homeland of Prince Edward Island. They started a new one, which is very exciting. Membership benefits include access to the Canadian Winds Journal, monthly e-news, national insurance program, national youth band audition discounts for students, access to national awards and musician certificates. Not to mention all the great events your own provincial chapters will hold. Conducting workshops, community band events, reading sessions, workshops, and more. Support band and music education in Canada through supporting the work being done by your local chapter. To learn more about how you can become a member of the Canadian Band Association, visit canadianband.org chapters to find info on how to connect with your provincial chapter. That's canadianband.org chapters to learn how you can be part of the Canadian Band community.
her husband had to drive us. We got something happened. <laughs> he had to drive us like 20 miles of it. So to say I did the whole thing is a lie. But we eventually got to Cleveland um, on this trip. And I said, I'm never riding a bike again. And I couldn't walk for a week after that. Like my whole left leg like wouldn't work. Uh, and I'm like, I'm never riding a bike again. And the funny part is I'm like an avid cyclist now. Yeah. <laughs> and I've actually done that trip. I did it again. I'm like, I'm going to do it by myself. I am not camping. I am scarred forever right. yeah. from camping. Uh, but I'm and not on the Thunder so bike. I stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> I got a road bike. Good. And I trained to do it in two days. And so that came for full circle. Amazing. And I, and I could walk afterwards this time. Because oh you did it well. right. Well, That's just, wonderful. Yeah. Let me say that while you were talking that whole time, I was writing the script. So anytime you're ready... <laughs> <laughs> let's go sell this thing because that that's not <laughs> it's crazy i'm like oh, i can't man. believe you made it to cleveland there's more i'm forgetting that she probably remembers yeah. i just it was and rough. like what you ended with was what i had you know i had researched and, and known that you were an avid cyclist so i was like this makes no sense <laughs> to why <laughs> this was like pre-becoming an avid yeah. cyclist yeah okay yeah yeah, this was four years before I got into fitness. Okay. So it was <laughs> your inspiration. That's why I couldn't walk. Yeah. Afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, once again, once again, the Band Room Podcast bonus episode brings you something you didn't know about a famous composer. <laughs> there you uh, go. So yeah. take that. Do do with what you will. But thank you so much, Nicole, for joining us on the main episode. And thank you for staying extra long to do this this bonus episode. It's, it's been a real treat to speak with you today and to laugh with you. And I can't wait till, you know, maybe in person. Who knows? That would be great. Too.